Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 433 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psychit, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode are um, we have our um, apprentice stunt driver. Is it really apprentice? Do we should we call you just our stunt driver? Apprentice seems a little bit. I don't know. When do I get to graduate? What's my test? Do I, I have to do some sort of initiation ceremony? Let me think about it for a bit, Alec, and I'm All sure right. I'll come back to you. You've <laughs> got to be Alec. able to get me to drive up a building. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Three years later, and we'll still be doing it. <laughs> Hello, yeah. hello all. I say, I say, what's the difference between a buffalo and a caustic sink? I don't know. What's the difference hands? between a... Oh, God. You between can't a wash hands and a buffalo. Jeez. Amazing. Amazing. Wild. Okay, um, we also have our... Um, you've heard him. You've heard our head of health and safety, um, Ben Mosswood, otherwise known as Hitler Vice. I think I've managed to break Psychid already. What's great. going on? Oh man, oh man, this does not bode well for the rest of the show. It was, <laughs> let's face it, it was shaky when we started. Um, we also we 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 don't have Colin today. Um, hence the fact that you're hearing my dulcet tones. Um, in the host seat, but we do have um standing in. You hear her on Garnet News Digest, and you know her for her beautiful, beautiful, amazing, incredible artwork. I am not biased. I definitely don't have things in frames from her. It is Commander Beetlejuice, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. They went for the next tallest person they could think of after Colin, I'm sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, absolutely. I'm doing it, doing it for the short queens over here. Um, we, <laughs> um, first and foremost, um, you can join us live. Um, Ben, where, are you? Are you at Live Station? I'm assuming you're at Live Station. I am at Lave Station, but can I be a short queen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. If I'm a radio daddy, you can be a short <laughs> queen. It's not a problem. 
Um, you, we are hanging out in open. Well, Ben is hanging out in open. Yeah, I'm, I'm in open. Bar. I've got I've got Commander Richie Richardson, I think his name is, um, doing barrel rolls in a cobra outside outside the window. Fantastic! I know it's exciting. You love to see it. You absolutely do. If you can't get in game, you can also join us on Twitch chat, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and clicking on live chat or via twitch.tv slash laveradio. Um, what a week. What an absolute week. Let's find out how everybody has been, um, starting with Alex. I've been on holiday, which is why I wasn't here last week. That is a like, very, very good point. I hope you had a lovely time. I did. It was only, it was only uh, four days. Went down to Devon to this fantastic hotel called the Manor House, which is um, it's sort of it's dirt cheap. Uh, well, I say it, yeah, it's cheap enough. It's cheap, cheap, cheap and cheerful. But you get three hot meals a day, and it is just full of stuff you can do, sports and crafting. So I did what did I do. I did bowling. I did golf. I swam every day. I decorated and glazed a sugar bowl. Uh, <laughs> I did copper foiling on a glass mosaic heart. I did Zumba. Uh, I won at the bingo. Uh, I got gro- I got loose screws to recommend more whiskies in the evening, and I ate loads. So that was good. It was a good break. And in-game, I have been continuing my personal voyage of discovery to the heart of the maelstrom, which you can read all about on the forums. But after five days, I finally got myself my caustic heat sinks. Yay! Fantastic. It's good fun. It's good stuff, actually. I really like it. I think it was a... I think it's a... um... I will agree with you. I think it's quite fun getting them and the struggle of getting them when you don't have them. And then when you finally do get them and you're like, oh, my God, this is so easy now. Yeah, it's it, it's quite nice. I mean, I get ev- pretty much everybody has done the thing about what's the point of grinding for stuff that helps you grind for the stuff kind of thing. But actually, A, it was quite a good adventure getting the thing and quite a challenge getting it. And now I've got it. It gives you time to, because when you're in the maelstrom without it, you're sort of quite rushed and you keep seeing interesting mm-hmm. things and thinking, oh, I wish I could spend more time and go and take screenshots of that. And so the payoff, for now at least, I'm sure there's going to be a much better payoff, is that you you can spend more time in there and you can kind of, you know, take screenshots and videos and go and explore and, and not have to go running for cover every two minutes because your ship's dissolving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what what will be the next thing that we unlock with the like the next level that we can go to now? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um Ben. How's your yeah. week been? Yeah, so whilst Alec was going down to Devon, I was going up to Aberdeen to, to see my nan um, with my brother. Well, what, drove, so I drove up, my brother drove up from Bournemouth to Aberdeen via Birmingham, uh, which is a good 12-hour drive out for us. Um, and then we had a lovely couple of days in Aberdeen and saw my nan, which was absolutely lovely. Um, saw her... Yeah, so so various things, and just a general, just generally a lovely time, and we also we got to stay in a lovely Premier Inn. Oh, 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 oh! But, 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 if you are in Aberdeen and you fancy some Thai some Thai food, I can very strongly recommend a place called. It's in it's in the centre, fairly near the train station. Uh, I think it's called Sian Cottage or something like that. I'm just gonna. Check it out. But yeah, if you're in Aberdeen and you fancy some Thai food, it is absolutely 
gorgeous. Um, yeah, I've not signed into it at the moment, and I'm not going to bother looking up for you lost unless anyone actually wants to know. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It was so fresh. It was so tasty. Uh, I had absolutely beautiful, beautiful soup. Um, and then uh, really um, just, you know, it's just a, a, a fairly, it was a lovely, but you know, just a Thai green curry. Um, and it was just so, so fresh and so tasty and so lovely. Um, I'm drooling about it again, just thinking oh about gosh. it. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so good. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so if, yeah, if you like Thai food, it's one good, good for Aberdeen. Awesome, awesome. I'll make a note of that and then throw it away. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think my husband will let me anywhere near Aberdeen. I'm not going to lie. Aberdeen, Aberdeen's a lovely place to go. Um, yeah, I was right. It's Siam Cottage um, near St. Peter's Catholic Church. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I am glad that you had such lovely times on, on the opposite ends of the country. <laughs> Hi, Jude. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you doing? What have you been up to recently? Give give us the give us the down low. How's it going, mate? Not a lot, really. I've been uh, no. I've been, I was doing some drawings. I've done some drawings, which is good, and a general lifey life stuff. But uh, in in Italy, I've been um, uh, I've been cutting all my materials, just everything everything in all my pockets and down the back of the sofa to try and get the materials I need to go and get. The various things like um, the meta alloy hull reinforcements and the, the caustic sinks and all of that. Just basically everything I had, I just threw it at the uh, the material traders. Just everything and, and the engineers and just everything that I could. I, I just I've got nothing now. Nothing. Same here. Same here. It's just all. <laughs> anyway, but I've got I've got I've got my little my little shard launchers and my caustic. Um, what not launches now though so i'm all right i'm sorted now for now for now until they, <laughs> they up the game again and make it yet more complex fantastic fantastic yeah. alec yeah i just wanted to chip in because because you just reminded me of that whole materials thing and um yeah so when i started this i was the same i didn't have the even the the um corrosion resistant cargo racks beyond the ones that only carry two tons uh, yeah, and my materials were woefully low. Um, so for the first time ever, I think, I did a proper Dav's Hope grind. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't really like it. I don't, I don't like that stuff, but I thought, I just need to get this stuff. So, And it's quite fun. You know, I like racing the SRV anyway, so I was literally just doing laps, getting faster and faster. And I, I've, I, I had this idea of videoing every lap. And then making like, I think I did post it actually, I, I sort of sped up video of my laps of Dev's Hope. And I was horrified to discover at the end of the session, I had 70 videos. So I'd, I'd done 70 laps of Dev's Hope. Amazing. Quite bad, isn't it? That, that's, that's a lot of laps when you could have just been doing Rubigo runs and getting the top, the top ones and trading down. Oh, don't tell me there's better ways of doing it now. There's, def there's definitely a lot better ways of doing it. But, I mean, you have fun in an SRV, so who am I to? Yeah. Who who are we to judge? Just do, do what you know, do what you love. It's all good. Um, pretty good. Say that again, Jude, I didn't catch that. Rescue missions, taking, like, um, humans in boxes to the, the, um, the rescue ships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, taking, taking the... Uh, Contents of the cadaver scoop to character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nom nom. Um, 
uh, Etienne Dawn, thanks you for your sacrifice. <laughs> um, they loads of materials. They they really, really, do. Materials. really, really do. It's really good, and it's um, you can get um, a lot of grade fives from it as well, which is uh, which is cracking. But it's it's not rules. It's um, engineered. Oh yeah, manufactured and um, 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 uh, what. <laughs> Is it modified embedded firmware, which is the data that you get? Yeah, the math is the data that you can get from it. But like, oh, it's all tradable. It's all, it's all good. Whichever way you get your materials, if you if it results in the desired outcome at the end, who are we to judge? A. Um, what have I been up to this week? Ah, oh, a lot of um, uh, a lot of elite, a lot of anti Zeno stuff because you know it's fun. Um, I. Played with the Corvette being a science ship. Decided I didn't like the Corvette as a science ship because it's not fast enough. I'm not going to make um, another... I'm not going to make another... Um, I'm not going to take anything off that Corvette because it might do the, its job in a little while. So instead I have made... I have plans when she's going to get made um, later this week. Um, I have plans for Dr. Beverly Cutter. See what I did there? Please appreciate me. Please appreciate that. I need you all to appreciate that for me. But um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've got plans for um, plans for Dr. Beverly Cutter, who is going to go out and do um, uh, <laughs> and do um, some science because the cutter is quicker and can withstand more, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm pretty good on materials at the moment because I'm planning on building that a Corvette and a Shard um, and a Condor, and I think I'm nearly there for all of it. Will you be naming nice. your SLV your SLF Jack? It might be Wesley if I have. Shut one. up, Wesley. Yeah, exactly. It might end up being. No, I think um, you know. The, uh, I'd make the SLV Wesley maybe. Mate, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to. We'll, we'll mm. workshop it if the time arises that I need either of those two things. Um, other than that, out of game, um, I it's my my life has been mostly dominated by crafts and the Oscars this week. Um, the Oscars was legitimately one of my favourite Oscars that I've ever watched. No controversy. Just, well, a little tiny bit of controversy in one of the awards, but nothing like super major or anything like that. And like really good films won. So, well, I mean, they were all really good films, but it was a, it was a good show. And oh, Brendan Fraser, uh, very happy. And Crafts was incredible because dogs are amazing. Um, but that's, that's about it. Um, I feel that we, 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 we're, we're at the point where we're going to move over on to the development news or lack thereof from this week. Um, uh, yeah, I say lack thereof. We did have on the 9th of March, we had Frameshift Live, um, which was um, definitely something I think we're probably going to touch on a little bit more later on. Um, later on today, they, they had um, Commander. I'm so sorry if I butcher any of this but we had commander mechan and commander grimscrub um as the the guests that came on from the axi and they there was also the normal shenanigans that happened it was sally and arthur if um yeah if 
Yeah, if memory serves. Yeah, um, wasn't there a thing? It wasn't supposed to be Arthur enough. or it wasn't supposed to be Sally. It was supposed to be Bruce. I think it was supposed minute. to be Sally and Bruce in the last minute because Arthur was a little bit fr- yeah. flustered at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce was meant to be there, couldn't due to real life. Uh, so, so Arthur stepped in. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I think we'll cover that a little bit more uh, a little bit later, if that is okay with um, with everyone, that it kind of fits into our main topic um, uh, a little bit more. So we will we will cover cover that a little bit later on. Um, we also had uh, Paul Crowther with his Garnet News Roundup managing managing to find some more content out of um, out of a, a limited Garnet that's happening at the moment. Um, we had we had that we also more importantly on um monday had the discovery scanner come out um and the discovery scanner was more of the same confirming um set of screenshots winners um all of the normal um activity that you see on this but there was a very very important part which um said that along with the routine maintenance tick this Thursday, we will be applying balancing adjustments to values in relation to Thargoid war activity to better reflect recent player actions and feedback. Keep an eye on the news and bulletins here for details. As of recording, um, there's nothing new in the news and bulletin section, is there, to Unless not it's suddenly gone not live now. Seen. No, no. Yeah. What do we think these balances will be? I guess it, I, I assume it's stuff from the war feedback thread. Do you think? Or that would make sense. Yeah. Probably. I, yeah. I hear people. A lot of there was some speculation. I think what people really are hoping is like better material rewards, maybe. But I don't know. I haven't been involved in the Thargoid war the last. I guess the last two weeks. But I, I assume we're still doing quite badly, but that's probably according to plan. But is it too difficult? I don't really know. So, so yes, with an asterisk, I think mm-hmm. it's, pro- it's probably the best way to describe it. it there are there are certain there are sections that I get um, uh, an impression that it's a stalemate. It's not like people don't have anything to do with regard to um, with regard to the Thargoid combat. It's um, there's still lots going on, so yeah, um, right. that 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 still exists. It's uh, we we talked a little while ago about burnout, yeah. And I I feel like the um, the balancing might be addressing that to some extent. Interesting. There was there was a thing. This was maybe three weeks ago about uh, control. I think it was control systems, and oh, it, it, I know what it was. It was when it was just after Frontier did the patch that said we should now see the progress bars moving a lot better, and they'd made some tweaks to the information of the in the galaxy map and stuff. And then people came out saying that they thought control systems were broken because the progress bars weren't moving at all. And then I think somebody else said they were moving, but just very slowly. Has that changed, or are control systems really tough to make any progress on? Does anyone know? I absolutely Pass. don't. Okay. Um, whether 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 that that's something I, I I think at the moment control systems are still really they they're always they're always going to be tricky because effectively at that point the Thargoids have won so we're re, we're restarting from our side um from our side again to try and take it back so um yeah I I feel like it I feel like it's um 
Yeah, it's just maybe a little bit stagnant. I don't want to say stagnant because it's only been like a few months and I still find it really fun. But maybe there's kind of like um, poking it and saying, do something. Do do you know what I mean? Come on, do something new, mate. Do a different, do a different sort of... You don't um, want to be grinding the same thing, whether it's going around Dav's Hope 70 times (laughs) or whether it's rescuing... 70 passengers for the hundredth time. Yeah. You want want a bit of variety in your game? I I don't know that balancing can... Maybe it can achieve that. Also, I mean, let's face it. We're not even standing... We're not not even standing still. You know, we are losing systems by the bucket load. And that feels like it's meant to be... That's according to plan, I think. According to plot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Not plan. Everything is working as intended. Yeah. How are you feeling about the the Thargoid War, Jude? I'm not. I'm not terribly good at it. I, I I'm not. I, I'm scared of the swarm, so I, I very much stayed uh, on uh, planets and the lowest gravity planets I can find. So I thousand percent agree. Yeah, face plant them quite as often. <laughs> but and no, I mean, demonstrated by Arthur on. I the... know. I know. You, you, <laughs> I, I'd have. I'd have done it more times. He only did it. Did he do it twice? I, I don't. He didn't do it much. No, he didn't do it much. He, I, I, no, it's it's what you do. Still funny though. Yeah, it, it made me laugh at it. This is a high gravity planet. This is not point two. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, that's the AX people. They, I suppose, they picked the planet. I, I should. I should imagine so. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I am. Uh, I've. Basically, I look on the DCOH watch thing, uh, and 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 if there's a place that's relatively near that's that's relevant, I might do a bit. But I'm not in any way competent or helpful. But I do have fun, and it's great, and it makes loads of money, doesn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Which is good. You see, the thing is, I haven't looked at the DCOH um, site for a hot minute. Um, and I'm pretty sure the last time I looked at it, Thargoids were controlling like 500 odd systems. <laughs> and I've just gone on it now and Thargoids are now controlling 996 systems. So it's definitely not going in our favour. Wow. Four more. And then they can celebrate the big 1K. Four more. Oh, God. But that'll be Thursday. That'll be Thursday easy. Because we're taking back, on average, I think we're... we're, re- we're salvaging like 10 systems at a time uh, every thursday we we get 10 but then the thargoids take over a lot yeah maybe that balancing that they're talking about possibly doing on thursday is just to bring in more maelstroms <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know what if like if they're gonna that. blanket reset the um reset the bubble i'd rather they do that with, they do it with maelstroms than a big friendly button you know, this is oh, this gotcha. is entirely in, entirely a very very huge bit of speculation. I'd love them to blanket reset the bu- the bubble and then just shuffle out systems to everyone again. Oh, as as we said the other week when Arf was on, let it burn. I'd be lo- I'm so down for that. You know, if they burn the bubble, they can burn the economy as well, and then that's a great opportunity to. Oh, that's um, a good, that's a sort, great sort idea. Out all the all the credit creep that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Great opportunity to do a key feature overhaul as well. Just saying, you know what they say: nuke it from orbit. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's 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 cool. It, I'd I'd love to see more. I'd say I'd love to see more maelstroms coming on. And 
as I'm sure Beetlejuice will attest to, because she's probably spoken about it on a Girlnet News Digest article, um, they have talked about the possibility of more maelstroms in a purely speculative way on Galnet. You say they, like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Any seconds after I said it. No, no, yeah, there, there was some, yeah. There's been a couple, haven't there? There's been yeah. there's been a couple of little just like drip feeding, like like with all of this. Um, obviously we're about to move on to it, but like with all of this, um, uh, all of the politics bits sort of like coming in. Like no one, no superpower is happy right now. Um, so there's a lot of like, oh, could it be this? Could it be that? Are we going to get more maelstroms? Maybe that's the thing that we're missing. Maybe that's the thing that Arthur says that we're missing because nobody is anybody still looking for a maelstrom. I'm sure someone in canon probably is still looking for another ma- uh, another maelstrom or something on its way. You mean like Stargoids, like looking yeah back back up the skies to see if there's yeah, it's a good point actually. Seeing if there's look? something yeah, look, I mean if they if they're not or if they are, please somebody like let us know. Please, that'd be great. That'd be absolutely wonderful you can let us know via all different types of mediums and all of our social media ben will read them eventually i gave you a job there ben did you appreciate it cool good talk um alec you had something you want to say on the key features oh yeah just because you mentioned it it's just just because this this started to creep into my thoughts this week um you know i'd, I'd sort of clung stupidly fervently to the to the roadmap that they pub you know their little back of the fag packet roadmap from way back and I think a lot of us are still thinking, yeah, and then the next thing, the next thing is this key feature overhaul. But Frontier haven't mentioned it at Dickie Bird. I mean, they have not used those three words in, in, from as, as long as I can remember. Do, does anyone think there's a possibility that there just isn't going to be a key feature overhaul? Did Ben just say that? Was I not listening? Sorry, Ben just wrote something in chat that made me think I'm repeating <laughs> what he's already said. Never mind, Alec. It's not that. It's not a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might, I might, I may or may not have said that. I can't, I'm not sure. I don't think you did. Matt Winston in chat says there won't be a key feature overhaul. Yeah, I'm I think they will. To, I'm just, if they've have... said they will, I can't see them going back on it. But but they said it a long time ago, an awfully long time ago. Mm. I don't know. I just suspicious. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you that I don't believe in features until I see it. But you know, Frontiers say something, I'll give them the benefit of the of the doubt as well. It's sort of, it almost seems slightly out of place now. We're, we're so into this Thargoid war. It so seems like the right thing for update 15 to be is to start peeling back another layer in the maelstroms, maybe. It just doesn't seem the right moment to do a key feature overhaul, unless it's. One of that key feature overhaul is, and here, here come bugs to shoot at. You know, yeah. we're, we're overhauling on foot combat. I mean, it's an odd way to word it. Now, I, I you know how very well known I am for both malapropisms and not um not being grammatically accurate at the best of times. But I I feel like calling that a key feature overhaul would be interesting, unless it, unless there's something something else that's changed. Let's say maybe hypothetically let's say one of the lead designers who was working on that key overhaul has now moved to a different product project and now they're looking at other things let's say hypothetically that might have happened you know um there's lots of lots of uh, mitigating factors that could drop that back a a couple of um months or maybe maybe even a year you know what frontier are like 
And do you know what? Can I just say, if anyone from Frontier is listening on the on the very remote off chance, because now we've lost Darren, of course, nobody, nobody, definitely nobody from Frontier listens anymore. <laughs> but um, if if it has kind of been bumped, just just come out and tell us. Don't just not say it. <laughs> just 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 tell us. Just say we are we are we're big. We're, yeah, I I I agree with you there. We're sort of, we're, we're grown up, aren't we? Don't just not say it. And hope it goes away because it won't. And then you'll release update fifteen, and the community will be massively pissed off that it's not a key feature overhaul. Anyway, that's my thought. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see. Well, only time will tell. I guess only time will tell. Indeed. Only time will tell. And uh, Mac Winston is incredibly correct by saying. There, there's always going to be a portion of the community that's going to be pissed off anyway. So, <laughs> you know what? Caution to the wind. Let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and how many people we can piss off at, at a time. Um, okay. Uh, let's move on then to the in-game events and find out what politically in Elite Dangerous has happened this week because that that's the big kick at the moment is political stuff. Um, on the we've only had two pieces um, and also no CG because the exploration CG was a two-week-long um, mad lad. Um, I don't know why I said mad lad. I instantly regretted it as soon as it came out of my mouth. Um, on the 9th of March, Archon... Archon? Uh, is that right? Archon Delane? Yeah, I just Archon, pronounced it. Archon, I think it's pronounced. Ah, weird. Um, Delane countered Mahon's rebuke. Um, basically when, sit down, old man. I'm pretty sure he referred to him as Mahon as an old man. Double checking. Maybe. Um, and when, yeah, wake up, old man. <laughs> yeah, and Delane's 60. Wild. <laughs> Um, so it was handbags at dawn between Delane and Mahon. Um, uh, it was about Mahon being like, "Oh, hello, I'm I'm still here. Remember me? We're we're going to pretend that we're angry," um, uh, and just ba- basically said, "Listen, back up." Pretty much. Does that sound right, Jude? Does that sound right to you? Uh, yeah, back up. Yeah, that's back good. up, love. Yeah, that. Yeah, sweet. Sweet. And then um, today we had uh, a piece which was um, federal eyes on the Congress debate. So this is back to the um, Hudson contravention vote, um, which was Hudson going, please let me be um, president for another term. I want to put this in motion so I can be president again for for a third term. And... There were there were folks that support it, mostly Hudson's cabinet, and then um, opponents going, "Nope, that that's that be a bit dictatorial," um, which you know it is. So that's all coming up pretty soon, I think. When when's the when's the vote? The official vote on the Hudson contravention motion is expected to take place next week. Those of those of you who are interest, interested in that. Do we think that he's going to win? Do we think he's going to win his third term? Well, Matt Winston makes a good point in chat, which is that um, he's <laughs> he has too much plot armour. They would have to redo power play if Hudson can't have another term, and they won't do that. Mm, I don't know. Equally, if they did want to introduce, drop a portrait of D2 into the power play map and get somebody out, no, um, that's wild speculation. Um, as the Chris Mott 4 has just suggested, um, that the key feature overhaul is literally just removing Hudson. 
that could work too. And the Chris Mark Four has actually just locked me in a building, and I've got no energy. <laughs> I don't know if he did it deliberately or not. Sh- I, yeah, shit, I can't leave. <laughs> how how did he manage to do that? He he stole the bloody pad, the battery out of the building. <laughs> I'm on like five percent energy and dropping. Leave him, leave him, Chris. <laughs> just leave him. <laughs> oh, isn't oh then no, I can't um, escape. Oh shit! It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> That's quite funny. That's even better than when I locked her in my SRV. <laughs> Open the bloody door, Chris! Do you not have any power cells with you at all, Ben? I might actually, yeah. Are we crisis um, averting? We are actually, yes. Okay. Uh, Chris has opened the door as well. Wild. Um, Amazing. Ben Goins opened the door. Thank you very much, Ben. Fuck you, Chris. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just too funny as well. Uh, anyway, sorry for de- derailing you. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. I, I, don't, I think there's going to be. I don't think he's going to get an extension. I don't think there's going to be an extension. And I think there will also have been. Um, there's been a couple of people um, in in chat. Um, Siberius um, and I did see another one. Uh, Happy Moon Monkey suggesting that maybe maybe Power Play is a key feature. <laughs> I can't even finish that sentence. Mm. Oh, God, frequency have been banging on about that for weeks. Can you imagine? So determined that that's what it's going to be. I think Colin would love it. I think a lot of people would love it. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be like, I mean, they're going to have to be very careful. People will love it, and then if it is the case, people would love it and then subsequently hate it again. But um, if they did something like that, if they had been looking at Power Play for any length of time and were like, okay, let's do something new with it, that would be... That would be bonkers, um, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that being a case. I'd be very surprised if that were the case. Um, the Alec brought up a um, brought up an interesting point. Um, yeah, I um, I forget when it was today or yesterday, but I, I saw a forum thread, and somebody was suggesting you know we've got this exploration CG, and it was specifically targeted at ammonia worlds. And the forum thread was along the lines of, how about a CG for exobiology, where you have to um, scan certain types of plants, you know, scan all the bacteria and bring me back lots of data about bacteria for reasons. And it, it made me think that's interesting, actually, because what that would be, which we haven't done yet, which Frontier haven't done yet, is a, an Odyssey-only CG. Um, and in the same way, I think it was Psychic last week was sort of, you know, very vocally saying that um, it's time for an Odyssey only, um, uh, you know, bit to the Thargoid War. Mm-hmm. It's probably time for an Odyssey. It probably is time for an Odyssey only CG. Um, maybe, maybe not as part of the main narrative because you're sort of excluding non-Odyssey owners from taking part in the central narrative. But you could do a side thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, couldn't you? I think it is about time. I think that'd be awesome, actually. Uh, I say make it part of the main narrative. Do you? Yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, you're at quite the... old on that. I think you're older than that. I still have this slightly. Oh, what about the other people? So, yeah. my one of my main main um, 
my main bugbears with Elite is for the whole time that Horizons was paid for DLC and then I think right up until Odyssey came out and probably even still um even still um a all of the CGs were in Beyond content. So there wasn't even a CG that um, required you to land on a planetary base, even. It was all just in base game content, not even Horizons, for yeah. all the time that CGs have been created. And they, in that instance, there, were, there wasn't really... There's no incentivizing of Elite push its dlc and i appreciate that that can be a bit of a that can be a bit of a tricky topic like oh you shouldn't be pressurizing commanders to it uh, or people to buy a dlc to experience um part of the story yeah you should yeah no you're right it's a really <laughs> it make, good point actually it, it makes it makes business sense too if they're developing all of this shit why are they not using it do you, do you know what i mean it just it just feels like it feels like you develop this new stuff, but then you're still sitting in your um in your Coriolis sort of to, to use it because yeah. you're excluding people. Yeah, maybe, maybe just too British. Maybe that's the problem. Frontier were just too British. Yeah, you know Stuff what? They... Them. Make them buy Odyssey. It's not. It's not. It's it, and that is kind of the vibe that they. I wouldn't want to put across. Like you know what? You haven't bought Odyssey. Well. That's your own fault for not buying Odyssey. We're putting the story in Odyssey now. You know what? How it, much is it? How much is the Odyssey? Expense? What, 20, 25 quid on a bad day? Right. Um, it, it's not like... It, yeah. It's, a, it's cost of living crisis. Yes, I appreciate it. It's not a AAA games price. It's a, um, it's a DLC price. Um, it, I'm very much of the opinion that now it is worth that that money. Um, and as Kremlin is saying, they've they stopped with the console support so that um, Odyssey could move forwards. Why are we still? Why do we still have CGs that are based in yeah. Beyond content? You're right. Let's do it. Odyssey only CG. Yeah, I'm all for it. What about what about you, Jude? Me? What? Yeah. How do you feel about an Odyssey only CG? I think they're pretty much. Yeah, it's about time, really, isn't it? I think I'd be I'd be all right with that. I mean, I I didn't buy Horizons for ages because I was just not in a position to run it, and I didn't get resentful at all of the um, fancy ships that people got. And st I am resentful about those ships that they got. But but I, you know, I, <laughs> it's 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 fine. I'd 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 love to have a you know, let's let's make pesto out of plants, CG. That'd yeah, be good. Something different, bit mm -hmm. bit alternative to, you know, deliver deliver these toasters to this station. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, what about you, Ben? Grow up here, Frontier. <laughs> Basically, you know, they should have grown up here when it was Horizons. They should definitely grow up here now. You know, why are we still doing the same CGs that we had back in 2013, 2014? We're still doing 4.0 content. Yeah. When we should be, well, every, like, everyone is, well, everyone on the live game, they're, they're not even doing, um, yeah, not even, even do, appear yeah. in the, um, in the old game. So why, why are we not pushing even like more Horizons content? Like, like deliver stuff to a planetary base. That's slightly different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not even deliver stuff to. Yeah, we're not even getting that. Oh, you just. I mean, I I would like it to be, you know, 
kill ten people on a planet or something like that, and you get you get kills for doing you get points for doing that, or you know doing stuff that actually you know go and get ten or go and mm-hmm. go and get a bunch of materials that you can only get from raiding planetary bases, or. Or, as um, Eberfus is saying right now, like a combat CG in a system with Odyssey settlements, which also hasn't happened. Or if it has, there was like maybe one, one mm. settlement that you could go and fight at. It was so few and far between. I think they did it really early on, and then everything since has just been in space, in you know space what? stuff. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny if this was the Corvette paint job all over again, and on this Thursday... Ta-da. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. gonna. I will just literally be like, okay, I, I'll give you all of the spoilers that you need. Heck it, why not? <laughs> just Wait, random guesswork. And it happens. I, I have I actually. I really love uh, Chris Mark IV idea of doing a frontline solution CG. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, or slightly less. Uh, why don't we go and get a CG to deliver opinion polls? I mean. Um, that doesn't look right. I mean, I haven't gotten out of my ship for ages. Um, look at, if you look at my stream, you might not want to. Uh, well... I don't know where the hell I am. D- d- mm, relog. Um... Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, I just, I genuinely, I ardently believe that we should be given more of an option to get out of our, um get out of our ships and given more opportunities and more incentive to be getting out of our ships because we've spent a lot of time making these beautiful suits that do everything that we want them to do and um the fact that we don't have them at the moment um i find or don't have really any more of once you've done everything you don't really have an incentive to do anymore um it's kind of disappointing that said i think it's that time of the week in the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. Yes, and we are back. Um, we Ben, I know you're floating around in um, yeah, in at the moment, just like chilling. Um, yeah. Can you 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 put something down about? Yeah. Yep. Being... So, oh, a bunch of folks won the spot the difference competition the other week. We haven't forgotten about you. It's just that with the servers going down and then me going away getting to be able to actually send emails out was awkward. Uh, we haven't forgotten about you. I will be getting on that as soon as I can. Does that make sense? There we go. Yeah, no, that absolutely yeah. makes sense, because I know that Kremlin was asking me about it the other day, and I said that yeah. I'd poke you about it, and I totally forgot to, so that's It's, it's okay. Kremlin, Kremlin did remember himself. Okay, it's p- perfect. Perfect. Good to know. Um, in the store this week, we had a... Um, we have a new Osiris paint pack is our understanding um there there wasn't i didn't see a tweet about it but 
we think that this one might be new. This is the um, the same sort of style of paint that went on the Corvette, but it is the Osiris paint. So we get like brown gold, aqua, crimson, white blue, gold blue and black gold. I'm sure those aren't the actual names and Ben's just put random words in there. These are the actual names from the store. You Apart are from... entirely um, kidding me. I, I, sh I shit you not, um, especially for the brand gold one. Uh, oh where my God, they, actu they actually are. Yeah, the, the, the brand gold one was called black gold, but we had two black golds. Uh, and then when you look at the file name for the pretty picture, that's where brand gold came from. Ah, okay. So okay. I was like, that, that ain't black. Okay, what do we think of these? Oh, they look a lot like poo, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> the brand one does. The black one's all right. Um, and I quite like, I quite actually, I think the white and blue one actually works really well. Um, the white and blue one looks like an ambulance. Yeah. You know, compared to the Osiris on the Corvette, they're, 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 I mean, maybe it's down to the ship. They're quite, they're quite underwhelming, really, aren't they? Well, it is a Type 6. I mean, you know, the only thing that would be yeah. less would be if it were a keelback. Yeah. <laughs> My son. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting very strong Egyptian vibes from these, whereas some of the other Osiris ones I do. Yeah, uh, the, the, I think the gold, the gold and the two different colours of blue is supposed to like, and the black and gold is supposed to evoke those um, Egyptian vibes. But they're mm, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 all right. It's all right. I I can't even think that I've ever flown a T six. I flew a T six back in the day when I was leveling up. Essentially, you know, back when we actually had yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. We have to work to get our first million credits. Within those first like twenty minutes of playing the game, do you mean, Ben? Well, for you maybe, but you know, back in back in Alpha, you actually had to work at it. Back when uh, it were a proper game. When you yeah. had to walk uphill both ways. Both ways, exactly. Right. Um, Love a T6. Oh, yeah. I took a T6 to Colonia yeah. with twenty light years. Oh, wow! Wow. <laughs> Because it was full of limpets. I was taking Colonia, yeah. I was taking limpets to Colonia for the uh, Let's All Mine Osmium, but you can't buy limpets at Colonia yet. And uh, I didn't get there in time. And oh. by the time I got there, you could buy limpets. No. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, uh, it's another win. Such a perfect Elite Dangerous story, though. <laughs> Pretty much is, really, isn't it? I quite like the T6. I, I went exploring the first time I went out to the Spirograph Nebula. I went out in a T6. There, there's a really nice paint job for the T6. I can't remember what it's called, but it it's really reminiscent of um, old Chris Foss sci-fi, 70s sci-fi cover art, if people know that sort of stuff. Um, and it just made for brilliant screenshots. It looks so good. Yeah, it's a good little ship. It's all right. <laughs> Apparently, Stephen Usher did the same as you, Jude, but dumped his limpets halfway, and then you know made twice the distance. Wise choice, wise choice. Jude was like, "Absolutely not! I am going, and that's and it's happening. Be, I'm going to yeah. get the rivet. I am yeah? going yeah. to take these limpets." I did give up, and uh, but I was practically there by that point, so I gained almost mm. nothing from it except for wasting my limpet money. Oh well, it's fine. It's fine. I wonder if they the key feature overhaul could be. Colonia. It's not going to be. Mm -hmm. Colonia a feature? <laughs> Colonia is like a way of life. Way. Yeah. Maybe Hudson moves to Colonia. <laughs> Off you go, love. Off you go. Mm. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I think what we're going to do then is take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we will move on to our main discussion. Get ready. L-A-V-E Radio. Hey, Commanders, this is Mick from Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. Due to a hysterical ordering mishap and not reading the fine print, I'm currently in possession of over 10,000 snakes, many of which are deadly, so everything must go. We have anacondas, asps, cobras, dimebacks, floodlands, killback, crates, mambas, pythons, sidewinders, and vipers, none of which are capable of space flight without being strapped to a rocket. Need a pet for your cockpit? Fire snake! Need to scare your mother-in-law and give her a heart attack for the insurance money? Fire snake! Need to fill a beluga full of snakes to assassinate a witness on their way to a Federation courthouse? Buy many snakes. Bulk discounts are available at Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. You can find us in the late business directory or visit us at the former site of Sensible Michael's shipyard now fitting warehouse. Will somebody get these mother snakes out of my mother warehouse? We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of admiral, an imperial king no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10-credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000-credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Flurry's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow. The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? Our surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper. It's a family of four. No, 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 that should say feeds a family of four, right? 
stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. While the team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before their Series 2 return, there's plenty of material to fill the void. Point your auto assistant to your favorite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and with the writer Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus materials and merch at www.thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of Season 2. Lave Radio broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy fantastic um there was a new ad in there i want to um say that that one is a proper is a proper gem um and thank you to genie for doing the vo for that one very much appreciate it my darling um okay legit question before we move on side yes go for it is ari and etienne dawn in coats 100% 100% yes. Yeah, Let, let's, yeah. ma- let's make it law. Let's make it let's make it <laughs> stupid advert law. <laughs> we'll we'll Why get we'll get one. Them? We'll get a thing. Why do you think I bleed them? <laughs> it's canon. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. it it's stu- it's stupid advert canon. It's its own ca- separate canon, separate to the Elite Dangerous Universe because it's not in the codex. <laughs> But we know it's law, really. We we know we know it's true. We, yeah. we know it's true. Um, onto onto our main discussion then, um, gang. We um, this was um, uh, Alex' suggestion. Um, we were talking about um, we talked about Frame Shift Live earlier. Um, did did you all did you all get an get an opportunity to watch um, Frame Shift Live? So I watched I watched through it at uh, double speed. Yeah. Okay. Similar ish. So I, I I didn't at the time, and then I was I I watched it on catch up, and um, yeah, I I skipped I skipped through most of it. I confess. Maybe we'll come on to why. I yeah. Um. I I watched I watched the first half, and my reasons my reasons for why I didn't are entirely Pedro Pascal related because his hot ones episode dropped at the same time. And I, I, I have, I have a lot of loves in my life. Elite dangerous is one, but, um, Mando daddy is incredibly important to me right now. So, um, I, I might've, I might've just sort of like toodled off and I still had it open and I was reading chat, but I might have like went, went off and went and watched that instead. (laughs) Talking about Mando Daddy, did you see that uh, I think he was in the UK, at least relatively recently? Well, well he wasn't in the UK on Sunday because he was presenting an, um, an Oscar with Elizabeth Olsen and he looked oh. delicious. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was watching, uh, again, on YouTube. He's doing a lot, he's, he's all over YouTube at the moment. Well, yeah, uh, he did, he's uh, got a lot of things to promote, Ben. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but he just did a, a Lad Bible thing with uh, John Favreau. And yep. they were comparing Chilean and American foods that in the UK. Ben, okay. that was a couple of weeks back. I didn't know that. Well, I just need to assume that I don't watch I, anything I, that I comes out of But I just, I just, I love the fact that they were comparing legitimate Chilean foods and legitimate American foods. 
Except that they got them both in the UK. Quite. Quite. You know, anyway. You, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, to, to, take, to steer you back away from Tangent Town for just a moment. Um, dude, did you watch the uh, um, Friendship Live this week? Yeah, yeah. I had to nip off during a little bit of the AX, I will admit because I just had to cook stuff but uh, yeah no I thought they did a lovely job with the green screen in an entirely non-contentious thing to say I like to see them floating in space and whatnot <laughs> sitting in the bar agreed agreed I absolutely do um, yeah, so well now we, we should the, the main crux of the um, of the the reasoning why um, we wanted to talk about this today um Alec, t- give me give me yeah. a little bit of feedback on the episode. Well, and... I mean, more more generally, what what I thought would be interesting would be to sort of discuss what we what sort of live streams we like and maybe what were some of our favourites and what we think Frontier could do going forward. But on this particular one, there's I had two slight issues with it, and and then they're really nothing to do with the people involved. Um, so to, you know, for the two guys that came on from AXI, I. I've been in a similar position where we've done kind of buckyball things in the past. And I know it's incredibly difficult to do those live streams. You, you're, you're really looking forward to it before it happens. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, this is going to be fun. And then various things happen. You know, you have, you have, maybe you have instancing issues, which mean you, you've got this plan in your head of, of how the hour is going to go. And that's something I'll say as well is that time goes fast. It might not seem it when you're watching it, perhaps, but it does. It goes really fast. Um, but you've got an idea of what you want to do, you know, with with the guys from Frontier. Um, but then it, it it starts to maybe fall apart because there's instancing issues. The other reason it falls apart, and, and again, no disrespect to to Arthur or the guys at Frontier, but often the people that go on Frontier live streams to show off something, like the Buckyballers or like the guys from AXI are at the absolute top of their game. And it's very easy to forget how hard it is for someone at the bottom of the game to do yeah. what, what you, you think you're going to do on the live stream. And so you very quickly have to sort of readjust your, oh, shit, they can't do this. We're going to have to do something else. So that's all really difficult. And then the other thing is an entirely personal thing that I just find watching combat really tedious but that that's just me i I guess yeah no and and that's completely fair and valid like it's um one of those things where you again you're not going to please everyone with all of the content that you produce and um thing uh, things along those lines um both i that i've just realized both myself and beetlejude have both been on different frontier live streams as well in in our cases each time was talking about uh, talking about law, but not playing the game at the same time. I was trying to remember whether I'd been on with you, but I think no, you were you on, hadn't. and then a I few wasn't... weeks later, they had they had people back, didn't they? Yeah, and I wasn't one of those, which was really really annoying. And I will I will explain to you, I will explain to you why it felt really annoying. Was it was because they gave they gave me a list of talking points, and then didn't give me an opportunity to follow through on those talking points because um it was it was right towards it was around the middle of the azimuth saga that's about right would you wouldn't you say jude oh yeah i, yeah. I, I don't know i thought maybe you were before then because 
Oh, it was it was Malik definitely and... it was definitely Azimuth saga because I went on with Malik and Crow and it all got taken up by talking about stuff that happened before the Azimuth saga oh, and I yeah, was yeah. like my my like my area of expertise and I said this when I went on I was like my area of expertise is the Azimuth saga and the 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 prompts that they'd given us to talk about were the Azimuth saga and stuff like that and I was like please just give me an opportunity to talk about the Azimuth saga. And we were talking about Federation shit that had happened mm. like years before I'd even started playing the game. And so that, it, uh, that's a con- kind of a different frustration was it was given, given the plans and then not being able to follow through um, and not being able to fully showcase I, I want to be able to, I wanted to be able to like showcase the knowledge that I had. And I know that some, that might sound a little bit conceited, but I felt like I came across, I, I came across like someone who was a noob who didn't really understand anything that was going on, on in the game. And I, I'd like to say that I don't feel like that's the case, but um, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating from, from a, like a personal angle, but that's um, um, by the by. For me, this live stream, um, was kind of taken over by the some command some other commander's entire toxicity in chat, and I think that's about the time when I went, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Um, and it was clear that um, AXI had come with a lot of um, they they'd done a lot of prep. They'd come with a lot of professional, um, profe- they had slides, they were talking about all of the different ranks that they've got within um, the AXI, which is one of the big things with the AXI. You've, you, you've done certain kills with certain things, you, with certain variants of um, Interceptor, you get different ranks and it kind of like, they, they rank you in the game. And there was a lot of toxicity about that in chat that was echoed by... by was was echoed by a lot of um, a lot of other commanders and it was really disappointing to see and i think a lot of it stems from jealousy for sure but that was that was sort of like my main takeaway from it was other other anti-xeno groups very specifically their toxicity in regard to the axi and that 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 bothered me that bothered me quite a lot ben the idea possibly naive who's holding a gun to your head saying read the chat so as a as someone who makes a lot of twitch content i find it really interesting to read the chat so i have a good idea of who i can ban from my chat (laughs) if they're being a complete (laughs) arsehole (laughs) yeah i guess you know i guess basically where i'm coming from is if the chat is annoying you for whatever reasons but you're enjoying the stream why, why, not why, why, why not mute the chat? I will. I will one hundred percent take your um, take your suggestions on board and then ignore them. Because and then ignore them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to miss out on what people are saying. And also, I find it like a really but if good. People are being cunts in chat. Oh, here we go. Don't listen it's, to it. It's it's kind of a barometer as well for the general. I, it's it's an intra- as someone who creates a lot of really dangerous content, I find mm-hmm. that a, I find it a really interesting barometer as to how some of the more vocal aspects of really dangerous are feeling, and it is something as as someone who likes to continue creating yeah. would like to continue creating elite dangerous content and other content for a living. It's like 
a good metric of the what to base your content on. I guess it can be. I mean, it can be a vocal minority. That oh, 100%. Completely not a barometer for, for how most people are enjoying the stream as well. So there's, you have to. I, I was going to say, the other thing I was going to say to Ben is, um, I know the couple of streams that, that I've done on Buckyball stuff, um, like I was saying, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the AXI guys are the same. You're, you're quite hyped before you do this you know you've been looking forward to it all week you you really enjoy what you do you're really enjoying you know you're really looking forward to showing everyone else what you do um i think you go in to these things thinking it's going to be fucking brilliant maybe that's just me i don't know <laughs> um so so i think you do watch chat kind of thinking you know oh we're going to get some nice comments and so if you do get comments that aren't nice they, they can come as quite a surprise and you can't unsee the first one so it can mm -hmm. shake you a bit i think it's like yeah oh, yeah, yeah no I, 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 and then and then you you're sort of in your head you're rapidly reevaluating what this fun evening's entertainment that you had planned for everyone thinking oh god is this all rubbish <laughs> yeah it's, yeah so it's difficult it, it's weird it's weird because we um the the there's an element of like thriving on that attention and that um, approval from your peers. And when you don't, the first time you, you don't get it from somebody, it can be a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah, um, but why do you care about getting approval from somebody who is a cunt? Because, yeah. because a lot of people who aren't cunts who are also um, watching <laughs> might actually allow me to contribute, contribute to the cost of living of my house. And that is at the end of the day what what I what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and I know that's a very, very different um a different mindset from um, a lot of people, but there were there were it's certainly something that I need personally I need to take it take yeah, an I, eye I, on I completely nothing understand why you need to make monitor your chat and have an idea what people like. And and that's but if like, somebody's being an ig you know, just being rude and ignorant, ban that twat and get rid of them. Why do you need them? You don't need them in your life. True. True, absolutely. And that's also a very good metric. It's looking at the Elite Dangerous stream and seeing who's being who's being Sorry. the worst and True. then getting and then getting getting rid. It's um it is you can get a vibe from people. You can absolutely get a vibe from people and some people I got new vibes from this week, shall I say. Let's say I got mm. vibes from people who were surprising to me. Alec. Yeah. Chat aside, which is obviously a yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I sort of wanted to ask whether people had like favourite frontier live streams from the past, and 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 what it. I guess let's exclude the ones where the devs are on, because we all love that, and we all want the devs to come on and tell us about all the great stuff they're working on, and those that those are obvious winners. But but maybe the more community focused ones and there've been a few recently and there were loads in the past when you think back to um you know ed lewis and the sort of educating ed series i, I just wondered if people had favorites and and why they were favorites and what what they think makes a really good maybe sort of community based frontier live stream is that a good question yeah no absolutely can can, can i dive into that one a hundred percent you can yeah all right i ignoring the fact that we've got a brilliant guest on today I remember, and I'm not brown-nosing her at all, but Jude's stream was bloody brilliant. The uh, one with No, the picture one. Can you do a picture one as well, Jude? Or am I, I dreaming about that? I think you're dreaming, worryingly. 
about me on a I could, have, I could have sworn that you've done... Is it just the front... I don't it, know. It, I don't think it could so. just be the amount that Frontier gush whenever you send them pictures. And I it felt think... like they were just talking about you a lot. And maybe that's what I was thinking. They have shown one of my videos on screen. I was going to say, I'm seeing it in my head now, and I'm wondering... Oh, no. if one... <laughs> it might I'm have been the one where they, they had their video, yeah. It might have just been that. Uh, and I, I, you know, talking about the chat, I remember the chat going, "Oh my God, Jude's so great," and everything like that as well. Yeah, yeah well, because everybody loves Jude because she's a perfect human. She is. When I um, when I was on the uh, the law stream, I completely forgot everything I had ever learned or le- knew about Elite. Everything, <laughs> nothing in my head whatsoever. It was just jelly. <laughs> I didn't know what well, to say. Was that just ner- was that just nerves or? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I- I was totally out of my depth, really. I, I do, I do remember, and I am interested in the law, but I think, I think um, they they may have rather expected me to know more than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me just read words. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I like yeah. the words. The words are interesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not. A... In that case, then, if I'm dreaming about that, I think that I think no, that no, I do done was... to do do some picturey thing. I bet you that would actually go down right well. I, it, do you know when we all we all were stuck at home for COVID and yeah. LaveCon? Was it that? It might be that. It might have been that. It, it might have been that and everything's just mushing in together. But I just remember it being really interesting and really chill and everybody just having a good time. Oh, well, you know, it, the, uh, the way the game looks... You, well, people do get annoyed about that even, don't they? The tiling, the tiling. But, but yeah, for the most part, people think it's quite a pretty game. And yeah. if you're just colouring in pictures. I think of... the length of the screenshots thread is testament to that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I liked, I do like, I did like the Educating Ed series. I, I, I do like it when somebody wants to show off, not show off, that's the wrong phrase, a, a skill, or, or maybe that's something that the community doesn't necessarily all know how to do. It, here's an interesting thing, it's sort of slightly uh, an aside, but doing this, um, doing this caustic sync stuff, uh, and this sort of little forum thread I've been run, writing about, you know, sort of a, the, the, the journey from getting all the engineering to getting the caustic sync, and quite early on i realized oh hang on a minute everyone seems to have done this already you know everyone was like going i've got 25 caustic sinks and i've yeah blah blah and there was videos of how you know within two days of stuff and i was thinking oh am i wasting my time here because i'm going to take a week doing this and people but actually I, i got a few bits of quite nice feedback along the lines of people saying no no no, that's that's like a small minority that are that are but you know for whom this is easy um you know, there's a lot of people out here who, who who like to do things at this slow pace and probably won't be back to the bubble doing this stuff for, for weeks because we're out exploring and seeing somebody's, you know, piles and tribulations to achieve something is, is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, so, sort of streams that show you how to do something um, that, that take it right back to basics, even if they're not telling me anything new. I really enjoy those, actually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the the very we're gonna go like for example a stream where you go um from nothing to getting relics or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I like those as well. Um, I really I like... liked 
that one where Alec was, I think it was Alec, was teaching, was it Stephen and Bruce or somebody like that, how to drive up a building? That was great. I mean, Black Maze sort of um, sort of ho- mostly yeah. hosted that, and he's got a really good, calm, clear way of sort of doing instructional, and he'd, he'd thought through a step-by-step, you know, tip the SRV back, boost up. It, it was like a really nice progression, um, which, yeah, we ended up getting Stephen driving an SRV up a vertical wall, and it was, it you know, it went... I mean, even that, um, for whatever reason... Originally, uh, I was going to do the driving, and Black Maze was going to do camera work and and sort of comment on what I was doing. And something to do with being in the instance with the Frontier guys, my my joystick completely failed to work. So, <laughs> so that was you know that was an absolute disaster. But um, yeah, we managed to gloss over it. And yeah, that was that worked really well actually. Yeah, if, I think um, I think if if the um frontier uh, ask you on it's really important to have have those sort of like plans in place and make sure that you've got something planned but also as you were saying earlier alec making sure that it's um pointed in the direction of um keep it simpler than you might yeah keep it simpler yeah that's the word i'm looking for i didn't want to say noob but <laughs> But that is the thing. When you want, when you when you want to go on a show like that, it's because you're good at something, and remembering what it's like to be bad at something is really difficult. You know, I get asked so many times, "How do I drive the SRV like that?" And I sort of don't know, and I sort of can't quite remember why it was difficult. Mate, it's really asked, hard to try. Somebody and asked me the other day, "How why? am I so good at driving the SRV like that?" And I was like. Absolutely not. Go and speak to Alec. <laughs> yeah, I love your video the other day, Alec. Of the um, of you getting getting the caustic sink launch, unlocking the well, getting trying to get one piece, one caustic tissue. The one where I blew up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I felt so bad for you at the end. <laughs> <It was laughs> yeah, great. See, because the, the, that I mean that was funny. I didn't set out to make that as a video that I was going to release. I just thought I'll record everything and maybe I'll get something I can show and then really at the end of the session i had five or six trips into the maelstrom most of which were moderately successful and that one was the only one that i thought in fact all i did is i i, I jammed it i thought i'll go with this one because it's it's the first attempt and it's quite good to show a failure because people can learn from that in the same way as you know um and then i just watched it and started adding captions to it and before you know at the end i thought yeah actually that does tell you know, these things that it's, it's a really complicated game. And these things that we do, we've got all these bindings that are, you know, we've got muscle memory on the joystick and on the keyboard, and we just select boarding permission and select sub target and launch a limpet and switch fire groups and kick off a laser. And when you actually start to break it down and, and try and show and explain to somebody or write captions in a video saying step by step, you think, Jesus, there's a there's a lot going on here. Mm. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of information to convey. Uh, and I find it very interesting watching those sort of videos that do even if it's stuff I know, I just find it quite reassuring to have somebody tell me all the stuff I'm doing and think, oh yeah. Yeah, I did do that right, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you think do you think that would be something You'd want to see more of that going forward from um, Frontier in, in their sort of live streams. Is there, is there anything else that you want to see or do you want to see something brought back? Obviously open to everyone, but starting with Alec? 
Yeah, I mean, there are some aspects of the game that I would almost quite like to see Frontier explain or someone from... It's a bit like getting a dev on, so despite what I said earlier about ignoring that. But a couple of examples. So when I... I recently went out doing a bit of exploring to do exobiology, and I realised I still wasn't entirely sure the difference between things like... If you go to a completely brand new system that nobody has ever been to before and you don't honk and you open the system map, I think you only see the stars. And then if you honk, is it that the planets are all just grey balls, but they don't know? Do you know what I mean? I realised I didn't quite know the full it's, Yeah, the full it's not the same as you, you, you honk. You used to be able to honk and see all of the planets straight away, but you yeah. don't see that anymore. You have to FSS for it. And I thought that'd be quite interesting as a recap of maybe the the DSS and FSS and and just just take an hour to go through the whole thing of exploring a system and 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 explaining what each of the tools does, what it's that, supposed to do. They may have already done it. Like, the other one, yeah, but they could drill they could drill that down all the way through to exobiology as well, they couldn't could, they? It could. could go from from again showing like the sphere of ex the, the sphere of exploration as opposed to the sphere of combat, but it's showing you flying somewhere and then getting to a point where you get out to your SLV drive around looking for something and then scanning something would be a really nice solid showcase. Yeah, and another one that's really obvious is just is just trade. I mean, I know everyone goes straight to EDDB, and it's it's so easy. I mean, why wouldn't you? I suppose, but there are these filters and things in the game for picking commodity and then selecting exports, and you get the little blue diamonds that show you the exports. And when you go to the commodity screen, I think there's comparative prices on the. There's quite a lot of stuff in there that I think we don't sort of use. And I wouldn't mind a little tutorial on how to go and buy some gold at the best price and sell it. Do you know what I mean? Just a little rundown of yeah, basic stuff almost. I'd, I'd quite like to see tutorials on basic stuff, but you know, given by maybe given by someone in the community. Just yeah, yeah. I, I, Actually, I really no, sorry, I've, I've hogged too much space. I, I did enjoy the stunt show. They did, I, and I know I, I love that so much. much. It was so good. Did you? Because I, I couldn't decide if that was just biased because I loved that, but I thought that was really good. I thought it was so good. It was just something. It was something entirely different, you know, like, yeah. like just a, just a completely different um, thing. And it was like open to all different members of the community. What you didn't, they didn't have to organise anything with anyone, anyone else, things like that. Um, yeah, that was that was really really good. That was really good, Ben. I was just thinking with Alec and he, with what Alec was saying about you know getting getting somebody on from the beginning to the to, from the top to the bottom explaining stuff. And originally Alec said he'd get a dev on to do it, and then after then at the end he said get community on. And before he said yeah. get community on, I was like, do you want a dev to explain that, or would you like a you know, somebody from say distant worlds or you know, somebody big in the exploration community? That to explain all that, or do you want the no, right. designer the to come along and explain community. it? Someone, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Someone from the exploration community would yeah. be great because because then, there's 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 a kind of meta game beyond that, which which they know better. You know, they know mm. really what exploration's about. Whereas I think the frontier presentation might be a bit dry. Yeah, I know. I know as a software engineer, so I, I 
create um i sort of design and create cataloging software for museums but i am not a museum curator mm -hmm. so i often put things in the user interface that i think will be useful or you know might i, I used to do a lot of training and i would sort of talk about using the software in a certain way but when you hear a curator talk about using my software to another curator or at an exhibition or you know presentation or something that they do it's it's absolutely mind-blowing you know i hear some i hear a, a museum creator talking about software that i made and nobody in the world knows how to use it better than me but they put such a different spin on it that it's completely eye-opening it's like oh that's what the software is actually for wow <laughs> yeah I, I can i can emphasize emphasize yeah, i can relate to that in my real life as well what about what about you jude is there anything i'll come back to you ben for um no for... it's cool i think we, i think we've com commented on what we were thinking about anyway what about you jude is there anything that you'd like you've loved in the past and or anything that you'd like to see Anything else that you'd like to see going forward from Frontier outside of dev stuff? Oh, I really loved the sound one. Uh, but yeah, that was dev stuff. Yeah, the sound one was, it was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Um, yeah, definitely. The zoo type format stuff where they have a couple of different people on and drag people in just to say a few things here and there. I've always liked the novelty streams they've done where they've got, they've had lighthearted stuff in between because they don't. <laughs> You know, they the, the don't have stuff to say every week. <laughs> every, oh, well, that's why they they don't do it every week anymore. You know, but yeah, uh, the, yeah, I've I've enjoyed having like you know when they had um, uh, Orange Phoenix on to show them how to use the camera. Things where people know what they're doing. I definitely agree that that's 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 always enjoyable. People yeah. have carved their own little niches and uh, and you know they they're always they're always good ones. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that, you've already talked about them. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd like to see more law streams, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe with some some other other commanders, or maybe people who have been on before who maybe didn't get the chance to say what they what they wanted to say. Um, that would be really nice. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, some of the people did end up being in the law. Listen. That wasn't my. I, I didn't. I didn't set out to do it, dude. <laughs> it was. It wasn't intentional. It was. A, it was a happy coincidence that that that, that, was that fabulous. <laughs> it was no. It was. It was wonderful. It made us a scapegoat for the um for the anti xenolots calling us all sorts of names under the sun. And I've been perfectly nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I I really like it, it, especially the ones that I wasn't on. I really enjoyed. I. I have I have um, this thing where I can listen to Pete speak for hours, and I will listen to Pete speak for hours. I'm not certain you get law. much choice. You don't, <laughs> you don't. But um, he is he is so knowledgeable and so fantastic that um, I would um, quite happily have um, Sally and Arthur just talking to Pete about his opinions on um, everything that has happened in Lee. I think that would be fantastic. I'd like to hear him predict stuff and see whether it's right. There should be like a little bingo sheet of whether it's whether it happens or not. What the spoons predictions? We should do that. There should be a jingle for it, certainly. There should be a jingle. We'll get we'll get um we'll get Tokuso right on that. Or or Jane Tracks, one of the two. We'll have a jingle. We'll have him do his predictions as part of um Galnet News Digest at the end of the show. 
That'd be great. Mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I will be. It might. It, it, <laughs> let's make it happen. He is you, right, you know. though. He's quite often right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yes. Anyway, we're, we're off on Tangent Town talking about how much we love Pete. Uh, <laughs> human being. Despite it all. In spite of himself, he is fantastic. That's what you said, right, Jude? That's your, <laughs> that's your quote right now. <laughs> I, I, nothing, nothing to say that would be any, any value whatsoever right now. <laughs> um, ben, is, it, is there anything that you feel that we haven't covered or is there anything that you can think that you would like to see? I've already covered like, the... The silly streams and things like that. I think that was a lot of fun, that was. Um, I remember ages ago, uh, I want to say it... Oh, I, I could well be wrong with who I, who I want to say it was. I, uh, but I remember, like, there was a... Sorry, I'm getting shot at big time here as well. Um, and it's all very distracting. Thank you, Chris, whoever that was. Um they did. I remember there's a sports day kind of thing where they're just doing silly things in and around stations, and that was always a lot of fun. But where they do all these fun little streams, you've got these ignorant so and sos who are still in the community, and you know they are they they raise valid concerns, but they're they're too focused on their valid concern and want to know why are a couple of community managers spending an hour or two playing a silly little video game as opposed to building more ships or fixing something or redesigning PowerPlay or something like that. And they don't seem to understand that as lovely and great as Arf and Sally and the team are, they can't build spaceships. They can't redesign PowerPlay. That's not their skill set. Do you yeah. feel that? Do you do you guys feel that um, uh, Frameshift Live should come with a um, a warning right at the beginning of the um, the stream? Sort of warning, um, Sally. Um, the the presenters of this show do not make the actual features that go into the game. If you keep asking them where your next ships are, it just means that they're, they're just not going to make them. Like Sally, Sally and Arthur don't make these ships. <laughs> They should yeah. know that anyway. I don't yeah, people under- should know that. No, I These don't guys understand how they're doing this. It. They wouldn't be at a desk writing code. This yeah. is what they do. <laughs> they, this is what they do, and they work really yeah. hard, and they're bloody good at it. They listen. Yeah, and all these people do is spoil things for the rest of us. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we um, we started. Um, we started today. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to like circle it back to something super negative, but we were talking about a, a little bit about before we started today about sort of like seeing people make silly comments in chat and seeing um, people make negative comments in chat. And sometimes some of these folks are also um, also like content creators and it's that thing doing it from a place of um or what makes that person better than me i should be on this list and all of those kind of things and it is we entirely know that 
for, from experience, we know that Frontier is watching and they are paying attention. So when things like this and things like that are overtly negative appear in chat, don't think that you're not going on some kind of shit list with Frontier. Yeah. Which, um, again, is again is something is something that folks again is something that folks should know in the same way of that the community community team are fantastic but they don't make they don't make the game they don't build the game they're not they're not sat coding when they're not fronting the fronting the amazing beautiful beautiful content that they they do front actually one thing i'll say in fact, I'd, I'd, I'd almost forgotten this. It used to be weekly, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It did, yeah. And, At and one I, point, it was twice a week. They used to do a half an hour show yeah. twice a week. I mean, I, th- I think it's been a really good move to go to fortnightly because, particularly, and this this isn't even this isn't the CMs or you know this this is just frontier policy, and it's been frontier policy for for a long time now. Is they don't give much away, so. So in terms of genuine dev news, they, they don't actually have a lot to say. So, you know, even even two weekly, I think, um, I, I wouldn't say they struggled to do a show every two weeks. No, I wouldn't want it to go less. But, um, but you know, it, it's just enough. So so quite often there isn't room to do, um, you know, to do the sort of streams we're discussing tonight, you know, every, every two weeks. But there's room to do them occasionally. Um, but equally, you know, I, th- I think people that are screaming for sort of news or saying, you know, what, why are you just mucking about playing a game when you should be telling us something or those sort of those people should know by now that, that Frontier are pretty tight lipped. There isn't going to be much news. This is what Frameshift Live is. And and if you don't like it, maybe maybe don't tune in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just stay, stay, stay the 15 minutes for your drops. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel I feel like um, the, absolutely one hundred percent agree with you. The the two hours, the moving to two hours um, every two weeks is um, it's, it feels like it's something that they can be a much more um, much more relaxed format as well, and it gives it gives them time to do include all the bits that they want to include without it feeling rushed. But also, when they get to that second hour and there's something that they do want to feature. Um, then, then they have that space and they have that breathing space, like when they when they have a dev on. And we know that we love the fact that they have when they have devs on. When um, when they have my personal favourite Tom, who I again is another person I could listen to speak for absolutely hours. And I and I've been in a privileged enough position to be able to listen to him speak for um, hours upon end. It's been it's really nice to. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be so superfluous. Bathe in the effervescence of their passion for the game. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think it's it's so it's so beautiful to ha- to ha- to for Frontier to have the breathing space to give these developers um, an opportunity to showcase how passionate they are. Here, here. I didn't realise I was gonna get all. Or mushy about it. It's you, not even a definition. Gushy then, yeah. I got a little. I got a little bit gushy. I got a little bit gushy about Elite. Who knew? Who knew yeah. that I would get excited about this particular video game? Dead game, though, mate, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Actually, it was like you know, we've got seventeen thousand people on our Discord, and then it was like, yeah, dead game. Dead game. Dead game. <laughs> Completely <laughs> not a dead game. It's it. Oh man. 
I'm, I'm, I agree completely with what Evans is saying. It's like, yeah, uh, on Twitch, he's saying everything. Uh, no, um, sorry, it's Helmut Grokenberg. Sorry, I'd argue that not every stream needs to be big news. There's nothing wrong with a nice community hangout every once in a while. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and I think, I think also like having a good moderation team is really important. A good, like a moderation team. And that goes for all streams and all live stream content. Having, um, uh, uh, a team that can moderate a chat that yeah. just get the vibe of what you're going for in that particular that particular instance and that particular day is chef's kiss beautiful and I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I fair play to the mods. I I genuinely feel for them. You know, on the frontier stream, gods. Oh. Yeah, I re- I really felt for them. Some days, Panther Cliff or when. every time you bring it up you know it gets slipped back a few weeks that's why we made that advert and i play it all the time (laughs) is is there anything before we we round up this conversation on um that beautiful receptacle ball of loveliness um sitch is there anything that anybody else wants to bring up no i'm good awesome jude ben anything you know last one Oh, go go on. Jude. No, you go. You know, last week you were going on about the tiniest little orbital graveyard. Yes. How insanely heavy work would that be on the server to have thousands of orbiting ships that you could interact with every single one of them, and uh, it, like like uh, thousands of NPCs, basically, all of them potentially like scannable and how how would that be that would be worse than any asteroid belt wouldn't it you're making me love the idea even more though but imagine i mean i, I don't know the, the... yes yeah. I, I know that's meant to be the scale of things yeah it, it, i guess yeah. i was only ever picturing it as you know something a little bit bigger than one of the wreck sites that we've got oh right well we yeah, there are wreck sites already and they're already yeah. quite quite hard yeah, and you mentioned asteroid belts, but they don't seem to be a load on the server. I mean, there's, mm. you know, infinite, you know, as asteroids for as, as long as you can be bothered to fly through them, they just go on forever <laughs> pretty much. And I don't it know, I don't know really necessarily, I don't know how many polygons an asteroid has in comparison to um, a bunch of anacondas, though. Yeah. I mean, those large debris fields. There's, there's a lot going on in those, and it seems to cope pretty well. How many how many ships do you normally get in a debris field, though? I have three. Or it's four? only one or two. Yeah, it's not I a lot. Say, even the large debris field. It's a lot of debris, but I suppose yeah. how many actual ships? What I mean is, each bit of debris is quite a complex little shape. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the. the yeah, I, I'm just I'm just wondering how many people's computers could. I feel like it's populated. Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough or anything about computer game servers or anything like that. So I couldn't say, but it, it does sound quite heavy in terms of... Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. This, this is off topic, but it did make me laugh today, and, and you've just reminded me of it, Jude, which is... Um, this is Star Citizen the, 3.18, the coffee cup which debacle. Is, yeah, did you hear that they, they've asked people to tidy up? I think that was so damn funny. So one of the, for people that don't know, one of the big issues in this um, update of Star Citizen is this thing called persistent entity streaming, which um, it, the 
basic idea is that you can leave a coffee cup and then go and fly off to another system and land at another planet and come back the next day and your coffee cup will be where you left it. Um, and who didn't see this coming? And 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 the funny thing is that <laughs> when it launched, of course, the first thing that everyone did is start leaving litter everywhere. <laughs> it's killing the servers and they've asked people to stop leaving litter around, which I find I mean, absolutely f- hilarious. Frankly, you've not been able to log on to the servers, <laughs> even to leave litter anyway. But I know during the testing stage of that, people were deliberately throwing out hundreds of plushies around the the stations <laughs> to test. Uh, but to be fair, I'm bringing it back to Elite. Back in the alpha of Elite, before they went off and implemented the the thirty or forty or however however few canisters you can now eject. You used to be able to eject un, you know, as many canisters as your ship could hold, and then yeah. your computer would explode, right? Oh, we so during the alpha, I've got a well, I had a lovely screenshot of people dropping a Type Nine full of bio waste inside of the station, and people were doing it, filling it up with bio waste, dropping again, and it was like one frame a minute kind of idea. It was mental. Those are those are shenanigans that I can absolutely get behind. Oh, completely. How but then they, from how did they not see that this was coming? Then? Yeah, exactly. You know, so you know, Frontier then you know they didn't realise, and they're like, okay, yeah, maybe we'll you know as soon as you as soon as there are more than a hundred limpets or whatever it is in the area, we'll start tidying up after ourselves. Uh, and to be fair to RSI. In theory, they've got some kind of back-end process that basically says, okay, that shit, that shit, that shit, that shit, get rid of all that. Okay, that is, you know, that item there is actually a real thing that somebody wants. You know, so every, you know, everything's on a, some kind of sliding scale. So, yeah, you know, yeah, your yeah. rubbish of your water bottles, okay. that all gets binned, but your, your, bullet your gun... Cases. It's not keeping all your bullet shell cases no, lying around. No, but maybe if you put your gun down, then that'll be kept. Yeah. Um, and that's meant to be on some kind of sliding scale that gets cleaned up automatically by the servers. It's just the servers are so smegged right now, it's ridiculous. That's funny. Um, it is that absolutely is hilarious. I, I love that for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they will they will hundred percent get around it for for, for oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they will eventually. It's just I mean Frontier did, it took them a few weeks, but they got around it as well. I, yeah. I feel... it is it was glorious flying I... out of an of a Coriolis station barging canisters of bio-waste out of your way Running just to get out. Gauntlet. <laughs> Brilliant! Fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of... Um, I, I follow a couple of Star Citizen streamers and I've seen that they've rather um, suspiciously not been playing Star Citizen as of late and I, I, I now understand. Yeah. Because, holy nuts. That's uh that's it's I, I kind of imagine using the same PC to stream with all of those entities and with Star Citizen being <laughs> being what it is. Holy nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Wowza. I think then on on that on that nonsense and shenanigans which we wholeheartedly approve of over here at Lave Radio, then we shall um move on then to the community corner. Um, this week on the community corner, um, 
I've I've done I've done I've done another video. I, I did I did another video for the uh, every Monday I I try and I try every Monday to whack out a video for um the old um lave, the ads that me and Chris Mark Four have been doing. I've been putting um graphics and images for, to them. This week, Doctor Pope's caustic burn cream. Um which it which is one of my favorites i still got i've still got a few more to do so um they'll be coming infinite in, infinitely not infinitely we don't have that much content until we run out of content um alec you have buckyball news we have buckyball news yeah ha. <laughs> <laughs> so yes i have been i've been sort of stubbornly taking a back seat and um letting the letting some of the other guys run with this and yeah we i think i think we're finally at a point where we can announce that um folks can dust off the regulation cobra from last year because we're going to try and stick with it again I can we take so, the guns off it this time yes i, I have yes. in brackets in my notes, <laughs> and strip off its stupid guns fantastic <laughs> yeah for people that don't know we had this season of eight races last year and we really liked the idea of just having one ship that was your regulation ship and you stuck with it even the outfitting throughout the whole season and one of the races you were going to use guns to um shoot open doors in installations and we ended up not doing that race <laughs> so we had ships these ships had these stupid guns for the entire season and never used them once so yeah get it dust dust off your cobra get off the guns um this is it's a bit of a mouthful <laughs> we're not we're not very good at naming stuff it's it's the buckyball magic eight ball two sweet 16 series <laughs> uh, Incredible. Eight, eight races running from april through to november so the first race is uh it's the only one we've definitely confirmed is going to be in april and it's going to be called empire hustle and it's an entirely um Yes, an entirely empire-based race, with the one concession that you're allowed to use the regulation Cobra. Fantastic. So, yeah, race season is nearly upon us, folks. Fantastic. My race is in August. I can't bloody wait. Excellent. Oh man, that's I, I need to I need to start working on that because otherwise I'm going to forget and it's going to be August and I'm going to be like, oh shit, we're doing the Barreco run. <laughs> um, yeah, that our, our community corner is a little bit. A little bit sparse today, but that's that's it. But I'm very much looking forward to um, being in the one point club until I'm not um, <laughs> this this yeah, year. Yeah, I think, I think we're probably going to stick uh, with the same points system as last year. It was fine. It's nice and easy. You know, what was it? Ten for first, nine for second. Yeah, something on those lines. On. I think the only thing I haven't quite decided this is something I want to do. The only thing we might do is let this is this has always been contentious whether race hosts can take part in their own race or not. Uh, I think I think what we might do is let race hosts win a maximum of four points or something. So if if a race host wants to take part in their own race and, and actually have a you know try and do well, then they can do well to an extent, but they can't end up in the embarrassing situation of winning your own race incredible oh i can't wait i cannot wait holy oh, and, and sorry one other thing i've just remembered we had a long discussion about 3.8 4.0 or odyssey um and it really reminded me of the discussion we had earlier in this show about cgs and at what point do you say oh for god's sake just you know so what what we're going to do is we're going to basically say um we're going to sort of promote using Horizons 4.0, which everyone has access to. Mm -hmm. 
Um, for space races where, you know, there's no planetary stuff whatsoever, um, we'll, we'll let people run with 3.8 um, so people can still play on console if they want. Um, where, if, and where there's planetary stuff, we haven't decided yet. I, I'd quite like to do an SRV race because I, I like that stuff. Yeah. Um, then we'll stick to Horizons 4.0 planets. We won't go on Odyssey planets for exactly the reasons we discussed earlier. We, we just feel it's a little bit unfair, particularly where this is just a, a fun race series to insist that people shell out 25 quid for the ability to take part in a race. Are um, so, 4.0 planets the same as Odyssey 4.0 planets, though? Uh, my understanding, I could be wrong, is that if you have Horizons 4.0, you can't land on thin atmospheric planets. Yeah, that's true. Because Okay, so as an example, I want there's a little race I wanted to do, and I really liked the idea of using the atmospheric planets because they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to do is we might... We'll have this season of eight races, and those will be Horizons 4.0 only for for the races in the season. But we might throw out some little fun races, not part of the season. And it's too many slices, Alec. It's too many races. It was a lot last year. <laughs> so if I want to run a, an Odyssey only race that uses thin, yeah, and whatever, the season will be Horizons 4.0. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Awesome. Silly question awesome. to Alec. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Just wondering about the whole 4.0 versus Horizons yeah. stuff, or 3.8 stuff. And I get what you're saying about allowing the console users in, but is there a even negligible, because some of these races are blooming close, time difference between using maps in one system versus another there is there is um yeah i don't know what to say about that there there is there comes a point with these things where it's meant to be fun and you just have to stop Mm. worrying about it um (laughs) yeah some of the loading screens the the little things like the animation when you when you land you hit launch again and the animation of going down turning around and going up it takes a different amount of time in 3.0 i'm just thinking yeah i'm just thinking that you know People might deliberately hack the system in inverted commas by saving a couple of seconds here and there by using 3.8 instead. I don't know what to say about that. You yeah, know, um, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that either. It's just something I was thinking about. I, I won't be doing stuff in 3.8, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's just try and keep it fun. Yeah, ages ago, I don't know if this is still so much a thing, but I know ages ago in racing we used to do... Um, we used to have things like people running their game in super low res mm. because they got better frame rates and shaved two seconds off their time. I don't know. <laughs> At some yeah. point, you have to get... Yeah, I know some people get really competitive over it. Yeah. You know, fair play to them. If they want to get really competitive, fair play to them. It's all good. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of the reasons we've always... Occasionally, we've done prizes. You know, prizes are nice, but we've, we've never been big on prizes because of exactly this reason. I. I I don't want it to become competitive where, where people start getting pissed off because somebody ran a hacked version of the game in low res and won something that was really nice, you know. It's always competitive, though. I'm coming for you, Apophis. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just any random other person. 
um i think we'll we'll move on to our mostly clueless section which is one from alec which is both unverified and an allegedly in here yeah sorry i didn't really have a mostly clueless but i did hear this and i'm definitely going to go and put this to the test um somebody just casually posted in my forum thread that the pulse wave analyzer highlights caustic generators you know what you don't even need to make that unverified because it's absolutely true it certainly does yeah you can see them a lot easier when you use a pulse wave do they do they have the kind of pulse wave after effect where they remain glowing like like a a little bit it's like three little squares if they're really far away there's like three little um pixel square kind of things on your on your screen but you can see them a lot better amazing weird what does night vision do I was just going to ask that, Jude. Night vision vision isn't too much of a a help. It's not like... It's it's not like how vital night vision is when you're fighting um fighting uh, uh thargoids, but in the dark. The, the thing with night no, vision No, not is just it, in the dark. It, it night vision doesn't have the range. So when you're in the cloud No, that's initially true. initially and you're kind of looking for, for a caustic generator to go and, you know, scan or whatever. Initially, you're you're literally straining, looking for a pixel in the distance, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and, and night vision just doesn't make any difference. Yeah, but pulse wave the, analyzer absolutely does. It's really useful. I wonder really how that useful. came in. Wonder Sorry, been, I wonder how that worked because pulse wave analyzer is the thing that we use for mining, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you use your pulse wave analyzer, it, it highlights every single rock and then makes the um, yeah the nice ones um, the nice the nice ones are, are like a yellowy orange yeah um, but the other ones are just like um, an orangey like, orange, aren't they? No, the other ones are just blue. So when okay. you when you use your um, your pulse wave in a, a maelstrom, you can um, it picks out the um the caustic generators as if they were a very small asteroid i really hope that's that feature is kept yeah i hope so as well it's not patched out that's great it's really helpful it's really helpful so we can cross out unverified on there because i have done it it is verified it is truth and there's Um, no allegedly about it either i guess no allegedly it works it works it absolutely works um so we're we're getting we're getting to the business end of the evening. Um, anybody got any other business that they wish to share or um, now forever hold their peace? Uh, I will very quickly thank Atris for sending me a mug that I won when I was shooting Thargoids with the truckers the other week. Thank you very much, guys. It's much appreciated. Oh, beautiful. What a wonderful segue, because, you know, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, they broadcast on Thursdays from 8.30pm. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Truckers, or for just the audio, you can do so at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a little bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We're also giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts who have appeared over the last year or are standard regular com- contributors. Um, that's the Guard Frequency who do other space games and um, our friends over at Loose Screws. Um, following this, we have the latest Gownet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and the beautiful effervescent commander beetle jude thank you to those who have chipped in on twitch chat and our in-game commanders who have we had we've had andy sharp 42 siberius william Sol, william solo uh 
Rich, 1986 Rich. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And special thanks to Commander Tocoso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet at laveradio on Twitter, toot at laveradio at spacey.space on Mastodon, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders can come and hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Thank you to Alec. Thank you. Good night. Thank you to Ben. Night night, Si. It's, people listen to this at any time during the day. So saying good night might really piss someone off in the morning. Thank morning, you so Si. Much. You get any coffee? Oh, I mean, I'm going to need a lot tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much to the absolutely beautiful, wonderful, excellent Beetlejuice. Where can people find you online? Oh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I've got a YouTube channel. You could, I don't know, to be honest. I'm around. You're on YouTube. You're on Twitter. Thank you for having me anyway. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure and well overdue. Friends. Thank you very much to today's tech specialist, who was Commander Ventura. No problem. Thank Thank you, Norm. Excellent, excellent. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Galnet News Digest, 14th of March, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look at the energy surge at the heart of the Thargoid maelstroms. But before that, we consider President Hudson's future, we get ourselves some caustic sink launchers, and we visit the Indra before it leaves Ceres Tarn to fight the Thargoid invasion. President Hudson wants to break with centuries of federal tradition by standing to become the president for a second term. But he'll only be able to do it if Congress votes in his favour next week. Federal presidents have an eight-year term of office with a vote of no confidence after the first four years. No president has ever... Galnet News Digest, 14th of March, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look at the energy surge at the heart of the Thargoid maelstroms. But before that, we consider President Hudson's future, we get ourselves some caustic sink launchers, and we visit the Indra before it leaves Ceres Tarn to fight the Thargoid invasion. President Hudson wants to break with centuries of federal tradition by standing to become the president for a second term. But he'll only be able to do it if Congress votes in his favour next week. Federal presidents have an eight-year term of office with a vote of no confidence after the first four years. No president has ever served for more than eight years. And there is concern that if Hudson is allowed to set aside the 700-year-old 77th Amendment, it might pave the way for future dictators. Hudson came to power following the sabotage of Starship One and the temporary loss of the then-liberal president Jasmina Halsey in May 3301. Hudson won a vote of no confidence against acting president Felicia Winters and was sworn into office on the 2nd of June 3301. His eight-year term is up in just ten weeks and the decision whether to let him stand is likely to have a far-reaching impact on the future of the galaxy and not just because of his policies. None of the superpowers have seen a change of leadership since 3301. A year in which first Hudson came to power and then Emperor Orissa assumed power following the abrupt death of Emperor Hengist in October that year. If re-elected, Hudson will be president until 3317 and the other leaders seem likely to be equally long in office. In June 3307, Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mahan was elected for a second six-year term, the first Prime Minister ever to be re-elected. So, It'll be another four years before he's at risk again. Emperor Arissa is good to remain emperor indefinitely, as long as she can avoid a knife between the shoulder blades from impatient relatives. It's perhaps worth remembering that the Imperial Eagle was released in 3301 as a memorial to the recently deceased Emperor Hengist, a memorial to what is still the most recent change of power. It's been that long. 
If President Hudson loses the vote, or if he loses the presidency to either Shadow President Winters or to outsider Zachary Rackham, it will be the first time any of the power play leaders will have suffered such a setback. For that reason, the betting must firmly be in favour of Hudson winning next week's vote and remaining president, effectively, forever. The place to see and be seen these days is inside the Thargoid maelstroms. There are indeed wonders to behold, and there's the prospect that something even more spectacular may appear in the middle around about the end of April. But the price of entry is high. You really can't get by without at least one, preferably three or four, caustic sink launchers. These little wonders suck up all the green goopy nastiness emitted by the caustic generators and let you spit it out when they're full. Once you've unlocked caustic launchers, you'll never need to worry again about burning off toxic corrosion using silent running or using limpets. The caustic sink launcher is a modern miracle, a massive step forwards in the arms race against the Thargoids. To get one, you need two types of material, caustic shards and corrosive mechanisms, which you can only get by scooping them up inside the maelstroms, typically from the very caustic generators you're trying to protect yourself from. You also need five caustic tissue samples, which you get by using a xenoscanner and research limpets on the caustic generators. You need to wait an uncomfortably long time for the research limpet to do its thing to get even one of these samples, which is not a problem if you already have a caustic sink launcher to keep you safe. The answer to this conundrum is to find a fleet carrier that's selling caustic tissue samples. You can then take them to the nearest megaship and use them to unlock those sweet, sweet caustic launchers. Then you take a quick trip to visit Ramtar and get the ammo clip size increased from 4 to 7. With four of these things fitted to your ship, you can easily spend an hour or more in the maelstrom, in relative safety as long as you dodge the caustic generators and the rather preoccupied Thargoid interceptors, which will probably only notice you if you bump into them. But what is at the heart of the maelstrom? Stay tuned. The Imperial Megaship Indra, launched in July 3303 by Zamina Torval, and which was originally a display of Imperial might in the Pleiades, but which was long ago taken over by the Anti-Zeno Initiative, is to move back towards the bubble. The Indra, a Wells-class carrier, has been a familiar sight to visitors to the HIP-1185 system, nestled in the rings of planet A4, which has a surprisingly high gravity. The megaship has watched over the shipyard of Ceres Tarn far below. Back when Thargoids played by the rules, the Indra was an excellent stop-off point for those doing a little anti-Zeno combat. Now, however, the current owners of the Indra think it will be more useful back in the bubble, rather closer to its namesake, Maelstrom Indra. Assuming its hyperdrives spool up after nearly six years of inactivity, the Indra will be moving to hit 28128, a system close to the Thargoid invasion, and containing one of the relatively few Ammonia worlds that doesn't yet have a nearby Maelstrom. 
AXI plans to make this their centre of operations as they fight alongside other members of the Defence Council of Humanity to repel the Thargoids. They admit the war is not going well for humanity. But there is some hope that the balance of power may subtly change on Thursday this week. In related news, the Ages and Universal Cartographics Initiative to discover and map ammonia worlds is nearing its conclusion. The initiative seems likely to result in two further weeks, during which all cartographic discoveries will attract three times their normal reward. Aegis has explained that it fears that more maelstroms may soon attack the human core systems, and that it needs to understand better the relationship between maelstroms and the ammonia worlds they invariably orbit. Perhaps Sirius Atmospheric's plan to terraform ammonia worlds wasn't quite as daft as it originally sounded. So, what is there at the heart of the maelstrom? If you haven't already visited and you want to experience it for yourself, you may want to stop watching now. The outside part of the maelstrom is rather uninspiring with a muddy brownish green fog full of caustic generators that squirt out green nastiness. There are also occasional Thargoids wandering around and checking on the consistency of the caustic fog. But as you get towards the centre, you begin to see a dull red crackling cloud. This core seems to charge up the closer you get, with dozens of lightning bolts fizzing over the surface. It gradually gets paler with a whiteness showing behind the red clouds and strange shifting shadows. And then, very suddenly, an enormous energy pulse races out at incredible speed and your ship's carried away far faster than any interceptors or Thorgon swarm. The tidal wave of energy, fun though it is, is the next hurdle we need to surmount if we're going to get to the heart of the maelstrom and to finally uncover its secret. Will we need unclassified relics to build an energy tidal wave neutraliser? Or do we need to develop stealth technology so we can sneak past this rather impressive burglar alarm? It's probably something Ramtar, Ishmael Palin and Aegis will sort out. Although there's an outside chance that Azimuth Biotech will attempt something useful, or that the currently absent one-time test subject, Xiao Jin Ai, will rock up with a means of mind-controlling the Thargoid defences. If you want to be ready for that new technological advance, whatever it is, you'd better find some time to sort out those caustic sink launchers, after all. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>